Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Jesus, good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for today. We thank you for this opportunity to be with you, to pray with each other as a family, as one unit, as we join in our faith and make this our prayer of agreement on the basis of the principles that Jesus himself gave us. And he gives us keys. Principles in the Bible, the mysteries that he makes available to us. So that when we receive those keys, with understanding, we are able to operate, we are able to use them to rise above limitations, to know the truth and operate out of that truth so that we become too hot for Satan to handle. We thank you, Father, that you make these known and available only to those that are simple and that humble themselves and come with an open mind. And we thank you, Father, that it is your desire that everyone should operate in this. We thank you that it is your plan that we should live in abundance and walk in dominion. And you give of everything that you have, not holding back anything. You continue to fill us and you draw us back to you every day that we might fill ourselves by the wisdom that you make available, by the grace, most importantly, that you release for each of us, that when we operate out of that grace, we are already ahead of where we were yesterday. And what worked on us yesterday will no longer work again today. Satan has to make a new plan. We thank you, Father, that it is the work of your Spirit, the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Jesus, that you paid the price for us and even now continue to advocate for us in the Father's court of law who is the righteous judge so that when you stand as our advocate having already defeated Satan in such a battle of words in the wilderness we know and, are, and rest confident in the fact that the best advocate is on our side and if God is for us just like your word says, who can be and stand and be successful against us. We thank you, Lord, that you reveal all those things to us every single day. And even today, you are doing a new thing in our lives. As you speak to us, as you speak to our hearts through our spirit. And you bid us wave goodbye to some darkness from our life in order to make space for that light, to operate out of that light that you shine on us. We thank you, Lord. And we thank you for the peace and joy that you pour into our hearts, that which only you can give. And we share that, Lord, with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you, with all those that do not want to know you. We share it also, Lord, with all those that we are lifting up at our altar of prayer and those that have no one to pray for them. And as we offer our faith to stand in that gap, we call on your name. 
the name of our maker and our creator the name of our father the one who always honors his covenants and the one who is for us our fortress our goodness our high tower our deliverer our shield our strength our source the maker who is able to make all grace abound towards us if only we could turn to that throne of grace every single day and we pray in the name of his son jesus the one who came for us that we might have life and have it to the full with nothing lacking he came as our shepherd to fulfill psalm 23 in our lives he is the bridge to the father he is the lord who heals He is our wisdom, our righteousness, our sanctification, and our redemption. He is the Prince of Peace, through whom we have peace, and He comes to us as our daily bread to nourish our spirit and our soul. And we pray in the name of His Spirit, the Spirit of the Living God, the Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit of Truth, the Spirit of Freedom, the Spirit of Life. He is our comforter, our advocate, our intercessor, our strengthener, our standby, our counselor, our teacher, our friend. It is He who lifts us out of the pit. It is He who reveals the deep and secret mysteries of the Father. It is He who changes the times and the seasons, not only in the atmosphere but also in our lives, in our circumstances. it is he who raised jesus from the dead and now raises us up to to give life to our mortal body that we shall no longer fulfill the lusts of the flesh but by his guidance we might walk in and by the spirit we thank you lord that you bless us with the gift of your word and your spirit you have blessed us with the gift of prayer where we can combine these you give us the authority to declare as co-heirs with jesus and you give us the opportunity to legally involve you in circumstances where we fall short and if we fall short you also issue us angels and destiny helpers you do not stop sh- stop short of providing all our needs in accordance with your riches physically and spiritually it is your jealousy towards us lord that makes all these possible If only we open our eyes to get to know you and your ways more, and why you do things so much. Why is man so important to you? Then we understand our relationship with you. We thank you, Lord. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak, and every prayer we make, as well as every person that is part of this prayer meeting. and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the precious blood of jesus we also cover our intercessory prayer group and everyone that is part of the rosary prayer group that covers every family and every member of this house through prayer offering that protection of god the father 
We cover each of these by the precious blood of Jesus so that the blood that speaks better things than judgment and revenge, that speaks mercy, not sacrifice, that speaks redemption and love, that speaks righteousness, peace and joy, that blood is covenanted to us to cover us. We thank you, Lord. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. I command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. And we also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word, Lord, from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth this day. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And I send it in faith in the name of of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life on our tongue and the discernment to choose life. Thank you, Jesus. Yesterday, we started the season of Lent. And that is a time of prayer, fasting and repentance in preparation for Easter. It's the 40 days before Easter. And this is a time where we now reflect today on, at the start of this season, on repentance. Why is it so important that John the Baptist preached it as his message? And when he was killed, we see that even when Jesus started his own ministry, the first message that he preached in Matthew 4 verse 17 was, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. So why is repentance so important? And at first sight, repentance is turning away from all that is wickedness, turning away just as we have seen in last Friday's Bible teaching, turning away from there are only two kingdoms. You turn from one and go back to the first. So you turn from Satan's kingdom going back into God's kingdom. That's why he said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. He wants to draw us back into Garden of Eden. So let's look at five reasons why is repentance so important. The first one, repenting for a sin means you dissociate yourself from it. You break ties with that sin and the iniquity connected with it. So the tendency, the iniquity is the tendency to sin. You could be cut off from that sin, but still have the tendency and therefore fall for its temptation again. That is why renouncing is important. And that is why, along with repentance, even when we have hurt someone else, asking their forgiveness is more important. It is not about saying sorry. It is not about feeling guilty. But when we are able to firstly rid ourselves of that weight on us, the weight of that guilt. And secondly, when we see how difficult it is to go back to that person to say sorry. 
it also increases your conviction of I don't want to be doing this again. That strengthens our fight against that temptation. We've learned our lesson. That is why God allows us and asks us, insists on us going back and asking for forgiveness. So we break ties with that sin and with its iniquity, we reject it. So that it can be easily cut off from you. The only time it can't be cut off is when a person is not willing to let go. Like unforgiveness. Not letting go means you give it and the demon behind it legal permission to stay. Now if that happens, even Jesus can't evict the demons out. Because repentance, sorry, deliverance functions on the basis of legal right and permissions. The demon has a legal right to stay. That's so why repentance is needed and it must be followed by renouncing. Now it doesn't stop at saying sorry. Repentance means you break ties with Satan's kingdom and can now prepare to come to God's kingdom. That is, you come under his rule, under his government, not under Satan's. So number two, repentance is usually the first step of faith. You can't demonstrate faith if you have not repented. Why? Because faith means you are declaring Jesus Christ is Lord. That's Romans 10 verse 9 and 10. But not repenting means you are still holding on to Satan's kingdom. And the two don't go together. Just like Jesus taught, you can't serve two masters. You can't be part of two kingdoms. In our world, you can probably hold dual passports nowadays. But in that kingdom, as far as the spiritual kingdoms are concerned, there is no dual passport. So the transition takes place when we repent only. And then you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, Jesus Christ is Lord. Then the transfer is complete. Number three, when you attempt this transition, Satan will not keep quiet. He doesn't want losing his citizens. He doesn't. All he wants is souls under his rule. So he will bring all accusations against you to get God to punish you by law. But when you repent, God introduces mercy and grace to lift you up. So in such battles with Satan, repentance is your strongest weapon. We must always remember that. Romans 10, 11, 10 verse 11 says, Anyone who believes in him, that is in Jesus, will never be put to shame. And 1 John 1 verse 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Faithful means he sticks by that word. If you confess your sins, the next part of that Scripture that we have just read automatically must be upheld. That's what his faithfulness is. So it's not today he's in a mood so he will forgive tomorrow he'll change his mind. 
You must pay attention to every word in scriptures. At times, they reveal deeper meanings. So when you sincerely repent, God forgives and restores. And Satan has to stand watching because there is nothing he can do about it. You must always remember that. It's your strongest weapon. When you feel cornered, the weight of accusations and guilt are heavy. You should know what to use. Use your strongest weapon. When you know this truth, you shall be free. He said, if you shall know the truth and truth shall set you free. So when you know this truth about what to do in such circumstances, then you shall be free from any guilt that Satan tries to bring on you. No accusation can stand. No weapon formed against you can prosper. Did you think of the weapon of this way? His weapons are largely accusations. They are not physical arrows shot at you. They will try to look at areas we have messed up and instigate the person on the other end of that mess up to come against you. It's largely accusations. But when you understand what to do in those situations, then that accusation, that weapon cannot work. It cannot prosper. Number four, Easter is all about dying to sin. That is our sin being nailed on the cross and then we being transformed into new Christians. So don't just look at it as Jesus came, he died on the cross and then he rose on the third day. You put yourself through that situation spiritually as well. What he's really demonstrating there is your transition from a life of sin into a new resurrected life into new Christians that model their lives on that of Jesus. For that all the old must pass away. The way of sinfulness passes away and all things in our thoughts, in our words, in our actions, all made new and based on his word. Knowing that that is his law, knowing that that contains his principles, knowing that is the way of life for us. That is going from death to resurrection and a new life. Putting sin to death starts with repentance. It means we give that sin to Jesus to deal with it. And when all the sins of the people were put on him, he was made sin, right? The Bible says he was made sin. When all the sins of the people were put on him, that is, he was given all of it to deal with, how did he deal with it? He nailed it. He nailed that body of sin to the cross. So that your body of sin is also nailed to the cross when his was nailed. That's what that scripture talks about. We died with Christ so that when he's resurrected, we too are resurrected into a new life. The same way he dealt with the sin once and for all paid, finished. He put it to death. So when we go through this Lenten season, that's what we need to be looking at as well. Rather than looking at what can I give up for 40 days and then take back that habit again. Some people give up alcohol and then take it up again on Easter and they make sure they make up for all that they have not had during the 40 days of Lent. Rather than looking at it that way, it would be better for us to look at 
what is that one area of our life where we know it is wrong. Let's nail that to the cross this season so that I can wave it goodbye once and for all by the time I pass through those three days of Good Friday through to Easter from nailing it on the cross, putting that sin to death and rising up into a new resurrected self that no longer has to deal with whether that was gossip, whether that was fornication, whether that was lying, whether that is any bad habit. If we can nail one, we emerge out on the other side of this 40-day season as a better person. Right from the Old Testament days, people put ashes on their head and repented. Because ashes means something is burned and consumed. And so it is with repentance. You burn and consume not only the mistakes committed, but also the desire for future temptations. By renouncing it and let giving it to Jesus to deal with it, nailing it on that cross. We can only deal with it through grace. So that is where grace helps. We should keep on asking for that grace when you focus on that one area of your life. And lastly, man, the fifth one now, man is God's pride. Anything to do with man provokes God's jealousy. You should always remember this as well. God is for you. That's why Satan is after you to attack and destroy you. If you were not so important to God, Satan didn't need to bother. When you look at the Bible, it shows you that Satan is in direct competition with you and yet God crowned man as the prince of the earth. So when you say God is after you or God is for you, what that means is God is always looking for ways to bless man. And when you remember this, then repentance is the first excuse for him to bless you. He is looking for that excuse to bless you. That's why he's ever willing to issue mercy and administer grace to you. And when you know how much your father loves you, then it becomes easier for you to go back even when you messed up, just like the prodigal son. And what was what is his dealing with you at that time going to be? It will be the same as was the father's towards that son that came back. That's why Jesus gave us that parable, to show us the heart of the father. So when we understand this, then repentance becomes easier. We are choosing something that was always ours and is always and will always be better than where we were out of the poor choices we have made in the past. So repentance is easier this way. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for an opening of our eyes to know you better that way so that then out of our relationship and recognizing the value of it, we choose you over that sinful habit. And we choose to repent and turn away from the kingdom of wickedness into your kingdom of light, into our home we come back. To better things, to life instead of death, and to blessings instead of curses. 
ask for that edification in our spirit this day, Lord, that we are able to make that choice consciously knowing the difference. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease, for all families that are facing division and separation of any kind, all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially that of prayerlessness, busyness, ignorance, poverty, and all kinds of addictions. That every such yoke be broken now by the blood of Jesus. We pray also for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends, especially those not yet saved. And we remember all those that are facing discrimination, all kinds of oppression, that are caught in war zones, those that are displaced from their homes, those that are suffering under poverty and bondage, in sickness of all kinds. We remember all those that are terminally ill. And we plead for mercy, Lord. For it is by your grace that there is an upliftment that can be brought about there. Not by our might, not by our power. We have already demonstrated that it has failed. That's why we are in that bondage. We ask for your grace, Lord. We acknowledge our insufficiency, our inadequacy. And we ask you to make us complete. Just like you made Jacob complete and he became Israel. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And as we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit, we believe that we have received, Lord. We believe that this prayer is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make a prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shandakanamiyanakanamiyanakanamiyanakanamiyanakanamiyanakanamiyanakanamiyanakanamiyanakanamiyanakanamiyanakanamiyanakanamiyanakanamiyanakanamiyanakanamiyanakanamiyanak
in the mighty and all powerful name of Jesus. Amen, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Scripture that's been put on my heart this morning is from 2 Corinthians 7, verses 9 and 10. As it is, I rejoice not because you were grieved, but because you were grieved into repenting, for you felt a godly grief, so that you suffered no loss through us. For godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation and brings no regret, but worldly grief produces death. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture shared in the chat. This is from Isaiah 55, verse 7, which says, Let the wicked forsake their ways, and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord, and he will have mercy on them, and to our God, for he will freely, freely pardon. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these morning encounters, Brother Savio's powerful daily reflections are divine mercy in the rosary sessions as well as Friday Bible teachings. Please share those as well as links to the prayer group with your friends and family. Invite them to come join us at tomorrow's Bible study session. The topic is the fourth part in our series on blessings or curse. The choice is yours. We shall post messages with the links on all our platforms so that you can share them and invite others. And let the mercy and the grace, the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day ahead, everyone. Thank, Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone.